Hey everyone, this is Jackknife. Welcome to another bonus episode of The Cutting Edge 2023 Weekly New York Jets Recap. And we are coming to you to recap week 14. After a winless November, the New York Jets finally got themselves back in the win column with a 30-6 win over the Houston Texans. And I gotta say, this was a complete effort on all three phases of the ball. And... The past few weeks, the story was the Jets' defense was phenomenal while the offense would drop the ball. But that wasn't the case this time as the offense came to play and no player stood out more than Zach Wilson. Despite being benched the past two weeks for Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon, despite rumors or reports that he didn't even want to play, he came out really strong and finished the game with 301 yards in two touchdown passes, and it could have maybe it could have been more, but neither team really got off to a good start offensively in the first half. But you gotta say, for now, Zach Wilson has silenced the haters. For now, so let's recap this game, or I'll try to recap this game the best I can for you. Now, as I said, there really wasn't much to write home about the first half. Both defenses stood tall. The Jets were clearly the better team on offense, though. The problem for them was anytime they take the ball into the Texans' side of the field, they ended up stalling. I mean, I remember the first drive, the Jets, you know, they got into Texans' territory. Then on third down and long, Zach Wilson ended up taking a sack. There really wasn't much he could do there, and that took them out of field goal territory. And there were some questionable calls, as always, in the that just seems to be NFL officiating these days. There was a questionable holding call on Makai Becton, and there was a, a legal contact call on Sauce Gardner. Because God forbid, God forbid you even breathe on a receiver in this league. Never want to hear anyone say that Sauce Gardner gets preferential treatment from the refs again. But yeah, the, there were a couple times the Jets would keep moving the ball. But they just stall once they got into opponent's territory. It's not even getting in the red zone this time. Just stalling once they got into the opponent's territory. Thankfully, though, the punting team, or the special teams, and Ben Morstead, excuse me, Thomas Morstead, ha- did fantastic, pinning the Texans back deep. And C.J. Stroud, who was the number one passer in the league, they held him off the board pretty well. He only threw for 91 yards. And he ended up leaving the game late after his head hit the turf. Hopefully, he's okay. But fantastic job by the Jets' defense this game. So both teams go into halftime with no score. 163 yards total. That's the fewest in a first half of this NFL season. Fewest so far. Not exactly surprised it was the Jets game. And it was actually the first time in Texans history that they went into halftime with no score, believe it or not. So, the Jets get the ball first in the second half. And they're driving down the field, but it seems like it's about to be the same story. Get the Texans territory and then stall. But on third and 12, Zach Wilson rolls out to his left to avoid a sack and hits Garrett Wilson deep in, and ends up setting the, the Jets up at about like the 10, 12-yard line. And I got to say, Zach Wilson... He threw that ball into a spot where only Garrett Wilson could get it. And wow, throwing the ball to your number one wide receiver. 
what a novel concept. Because you could see last week, Tim Boyle was just not seeing Garrett Wilson wide open down the field. Tim, Tim Boyle, Trevor, Trevor Simeon, you name it. And Wilson, all game, was throwing the ball up to spots where only the receiver and the defen- defender couldn't get it. And that play set up Randall Cobb for a touchdown. That was Cobb only. That was Cobb's fourth catch of the year. Yeah, we're in week fourteen. It was his fourth catch of the year, but it was a touchdown. And there was life in the building. The Jets got on the board first. It was seven nothing. So the Texans' offense goes back on the field, and the Jets' defense is like finally. And they hold true. They hold the Texans off the board. Get the Jets' offense back out on the field. Jets got the benefit. Get got the benefit of. The most obvious roughing the passer penalty ever. I forget who it was, but not only did he make no attempt to not hit Zach Wilson after he threw it, but he went to hit him harder. But the Jets did drive the ball down the field, and on a jet sweep, Xavier Gibson scored to put the Jets up 14-0, and that ended a streak of scoring less than 14 points a game for the Jets. Now, C.J. Stroud entered this day leading the NFL in passing yards, his total through three quarters was 28. As I said, he only threw for about 90 the whole game. But wow, what a def- performance from the Jets' defense. And it looked like the Jets had this in complete control. No mistakes from Zach Wilson. In fact, third and long, Zach Wilson was about to scramble for a first down. He dives forward. But the ball gets punched out, and it's recovered by the Texans. His first mistake that day. And then the Texans would march down the field, and after a questionable roughing the passer penalty, well, that didn't matter because Tony Adams got called for, in my opinion, a pretty obvious roughing, roughing, pass interference play. The Texans were able to just punch the ball in from the one-yard line and make it 14-6 because the extra point was missed. So, first mistake all day for Zach Wilson. He needs to show tough a toughness mentality after making mistakes. All the good quarterbacks do. They make their mistakes, but hey, they get right back out there and they make up for it. And that's exactly what he did. Zach Wilson... Let the Jets down the field again. He had an incredible throw to Jeremy Ruckert. I believe that was also on a third and long play. And that set the Jets up at in-goal territory. And then Zach Wilson hit Brees Hall for five or three-yard pass. to put the Jetsons back up 21-6. to Wow. I can't believe this is happening. The New York Jets are up by three possessions. And even despite that fumble... The Jet that was this probably was Zach Wilson's best game as a Jet. And I and the funny thing is, before the game or like the days leading up to the game, Robert Sala basically said they're telling Zach to let it rip. And I told Jeff this, Jeff from Mind Your Pucking Business, he was a guest on the show once. And I came up with the crazy idea. What if they just tell Zach Wilson to go out and have fun? Well, it looked like he was having a lot of fun. The first, whenever he does bad, it looks like they're, he's trying not to make mistakes. 
He's trying, you know, not to turn the ball over. I mean, you shouldn't be turning the ball over. But he wasn't exactly playing to win. Here, Zach Wilson was just letting it sling, throwing the ball to only spots his receivers can get it. And the Jets benefited greatly for it. And get to get back to the recap, the Jets would get a turnover on downs. Wilson would get eventually get the 300 yards on the day. He would throw for six more yards to put him at 301. And the Jets would win the game 30-6 to after Greg the Leg added three field goals. And they were all from long distance. And I got to say, this is why you don't tank this season. Because this team had high expectations. Just ran into a lot of bad luck at the quarterback position. And same for the offensive line position. Like Tipman, who was one of our few bright spots, ended up leaving the game at center. And, you know, the right tackle, right guard position has been a revolving door. But you got to see, like, who's worthy of staying on this roster for the next season. I think on defense, no doubt, just about everyone on the defensive side of the ball deserves to stay, especially the performance they had today. Combining for five sacks, like four different players got sacks. There was one team sack. Will McDonald got a sack this game. He's been inactive a lot this season. Bryce Huff is back. He got a sack. Jordan Solomon Thomas and let's see who else quit. Of course, Big Q, Quinn and Williams gets a sack. And how did his brother Quincy do? He got five sacks. Five sacks. Five tackles. Three solo, one tackle for a loss. The defensive side of the ball is the juggernaut. And as far as the defense go, as far as the pass defense goes, let's see, I don't think the ESPN app has anything to cover pass defenses. But Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, I think it's safe to say they are the best corner back duo in the league. Oh, oh here we go. DJ Reed with three pass defenses, Sauce Gardner with two. There was one diving. Sauce had one perfectly played pass defense late in the game. I don't remember who was on, but it was absolutely beautiful. But yeah, the defensive side of the ball was fantastic. In fact, get a load of this stat to show how well the Jets' deep pass defense has been. The New York Jets have gone 31 straight games without allowing a 300-yard passer. And that's the longest streak by any NFL team since the Colts allowed had a 52-consecutive game streak from 2005 to 2008. That is incredible. This is why you keep Robert Sala. And listen, Woody Johnson said there was no playoff mandate this year. I think it is safe to say Sal's job is safe, as it should be, especially when your defense is performing like this. But I think, obviously, the star of today's game was Zach Wilson. Just for the storyline alone, as I said before, two touchdowns, 301 yards, averaging 8.4 yards a throw, 27 completions on 36 attempts, and 117.9 rating. What a job by the young man. Now, the question is, can he sustain this for the rest of the season? Forget whether or not Aaron Rodgers is coming back. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers was on the sideline watching this game, and he was like Peter Parker from Across the Spider-Verse when he saw Miles Morales at the end of the movie or save the day at the end of the movie. And he was like, not bad, kid. Aaron Rodgers had to have been impressed with Zach Wilson. He stuck his neck out for him this week. 
defending him after all the reports saying like, oh, Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. Zach Wilson wanted to play this game. He 100% did. And he got plenty of help from Brees Hall. Brees Hall, running back, only ran for 40 yards. Not a good game on the ground, per se. But in the air, Brees Hall received 86 yards, putting him at, let's see, what's 86 plus 40? 112 total yards on the day. But the best receiver was Garrett Wilson. 14 targets, his longest reception being 25 yards I think that was the one on the first drive in the second half where Zach Wilson rolled out to his left and hit him deep on third and 12 and 108 yards nine receptions did I say nine receptions already and who cares the only thing that was missing for him was a touchdown but yeah fantastic game by Garrett Wilson who wow you throw the ball to your most talented receiver good things happen he needs some help on the other side of the field or on the other sideline too. So he needs to have a dynamic duo similar to that of Garrett Wilson, DJ Reed. Or more so, Wilson needs to be part of a dynamic duo like that of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. He needs someone else on the other sideline. So defenses could be like, oh, okay, do we double team Wilson? Do we double team this guy? Uh oh, we, what do we do? What do we do? But. It is what it is right now. Hell of a job by Garrett Wilson with what he's have, what he's had to work with so far this season. But back to why he said no tanking. I mean, tanking is one thing when there's a generational talent involved. I mean, the the draft the Jets took Trevor Trevor took Zach Wilson when Trevor Lawrence was available. They just had to win those couple games near the end, blew that opportunity. But whatever, that's past us now. And you know what? I guess you're fine with. Not going win, not going winless that year. But one, I'm not overly impressed with the quarterback class this draft. Besides, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers one more year. And listen, if Zach Wilson can keep up this type of play throughout the remaining weeks, I'd say okay, you get one more, you get to ride behind, ride the bench next year, kid. Learn from Aaron Rodgers, and once Rodgers is done and retires. We go from there. Because if Aaron Rodgers is back healthy next year, there's really no point in getting another quarterback. It's just going to be a fiasco. But for now, live for today. The Jets' playoff hopes are not completely doomed yet. There, There is still a glimmer of hope. They're 5-8, and eight though, so I think it's very unlikely. But hey, hey shoot for 9-8. and eight. Go for it. But next week is going to be very tough. Next week, they go to South Beach to play the Dolphins in Miami. The first place Miami Dolphins. who are at 9-3. They already beat us at MetLife this year. And they beat the Chargers last... No, they beat the Chargers... Was that last week? No, stupid ESPN app. I'm looking at from the top of the schedule. They absolutely decimated... The Commanders on on December third. Oh, they're playing tonight. They have this other Monday night game, eight fifteen. The Jet, the Giants play the Packers tonight too. I guess they decided to put two Monday night games back on the schedule late in the season. I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna have two Monday night games, they should be at different times because people will stay up to watch multiple 
games. You know, it's annoying having the flip between the two of them. But that's next week. And yeah, I'm not liking the Jets' hope chances in that. But you know what? What I want to see out of that game is the defense at the very least hold their own against Tua Tagovailoa. And Zach Wilson, you know, hold his own against the Dolphins. You know, because I want, I don't want to take. I want to take positives into next season before they end up shooting my hopes down in flames again. I'm just kidding. But yeah, the Jets defense is going to have their hands full, especially with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. I mean, that's going to be really tough for Sauce and DJ Reed. I mean, they did their best on Black Friday, but eventually the, they just couldn't hold on to the defense. They just couldn't bail out bad offense, putting them back on the field over and over again. They just got tired. But listen, maybe Zach Wilson builds on this performance he just had. Maybe he's able to keep the Dolphins out there on the field for a good amount of time. But it is a divisional rival game. You know, anything can happen there. Hell, the Bears just beat the Detroit Lions at home. I hope the Lions aren't frauds. I want them to succeed. Their fans have been through enough. But yeah, let's enjoy this Week 14 victory. 9-8 and eight is still possible. And yeah, I'll catch him with you guys next week. Wow, an episode where I'm actually happy to talk about the New York Jets. This is the first time in a while. It's like six, seven weeks. I don't remember. But anyway, this is Jackknife. Have a wonderful night, everyone. I'll see you next week.